are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. When you walk in darkness, you know not at what you stumble. That's right. And you're going to see some things before the end of time. You're going to see confusion and darkness so dark until they'll have to hire born-again people to run their business because they're so confused. <laughs> because their darkness is going to grow darker. But thank God our light shall grow lighter. For we're coming closer to the kingdom of light. The entrance of God's word brings light. We're living in a day when those that desire to walk in the light will never have to walk in darkness. But those that desire to walk in darkness won't have to walk in the light either. They make the choice. And when you walk in darkness, you know not at what you stumble. But if you walk in the light, you can see your way around the stumbling blocks. And I tell you what, we're entering into an age and a day when the, the wisdom of God, the principles of God's Word is going to put you over in life. And those that don't have them are going to fail in life. You mark it down. It's going to happen. Now, we're talking about the kingdom of God here. Let's go over to Luke, the sixth chapter. You see, when Jesus says, pray the kingdom of God will come, that the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven, he's telling you what the will of the Father is. It is God's will that it be on earth the same as it is in heaven. And then if we just stop and think about it for a little bit and say, well, how is it in heaven? Then we find out that there's no sickness there, no disease there. There's no poverty there. There's none of those things that hurt, kill, or destroy. Then that is the will of God for the earth. But you see, there's going to have to be some changes made. Now we can act on the word of God and we can stop that from coming to our house, a big part of it. But you're not going to change the whole world just by that way. But now let's notice what he says here in Luke chapter 6. Let's read from verse 19. The whole multitude sought to touch him, and there went virtue out of him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes upon his disciples and said, Blessed are ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Now here's a phrase and a passage that Jesus spoke that has been preached so much bad news from it. And a lot of foolishness. Somebody said, yes, you see, Jesus said you're blessed because you're poor. It's like the plaque somebody sent me. This monkey was sitting on the curb and he had his head in his hands, you know. And he said, I've been rich and I've been poor. He said, rich is better. <laughs> Jesus was not saying you're blessed because you're poor. Listen to what he said. Blessed are ye poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Now what's he saying? He's saying you're blessed because I'm giving you the kingdom. He is ministering to poor people. Now let me show you something. Right there in Luke's gospel, back up to the fourth chapter. When Jesus started his ministry in his own hometown, he went into the synagogue and he stood up for the read and he took the book of the prophet Isaiah's Verse 18, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. 
He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. But notice the first thing he said, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Good news to the poor man. And he did it. He preached to the poverty stricken. He was anointed to preach the good news. Now what is good news to the poor? That you don't have to stay poor. Now I don't know how it got into Christianity. But somehow it got injected into it down through the years that it was real pious and you were real religious and could be real committed if you were poor. Well, certainly you can serve God and be poor. It's not a sin to be poor, but I believe it's a sin to believe that God wants you to stay there because we have too much word for it, see. The dividing line of the Bible, John 10, 10, where Jesus says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy But he said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. More abundant life. Can you have the more abundant life when you just struggle every day to scratch enough up to pay the light bill or what have you? Like I say, I don't know how it got injected into Christianity, but somehow it got injected in there that the poorer you are, the more godly you can be. And certainly you can be poor and be godly. Don't misunderstand me. But you see, I think where we got some of it, it was injected in through our songs. See? We got to singing. Just a poor pilgrim. Just struggling through the heat and through the cold. If I could just make it in, he'll build me a cabin in a corner of glory land. I mean, it got so far injected into it that we thought we wasn't going to get nothing but a cabin when we got to heaven. Much less here on earth. But I got good news for you. Jesus came to preach the gospel to the poor. It is God's will that we prosper and have sufficient in this earth. Now, Paul put it this way in the 2 Corinthians 9th chapter. He says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might be made rich. Now, someone said, now, Brother Caps, that's talking about spiritually. No, you misunderstood it. Go back and read the 8th and 9th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Both chapters is talking about nothing but money. That's what it's talking about, money, finances. Now, certainly, we can be rich in Christ and be poor. Don't misunderstand me. But let's don't take it out of specific context and make a different meaning to it when the whole two chapters is talking about finances. Now, you see, this is why that Paul says the gospel is the power of God. If you've been trained and taught that God wants you to be poor, then who am I to resist God's will? I can serve God better if I'm poor. Then how could you believe for anything different? Why would you want to believe for anything different? Stop and ask yourself this. What about all of these countries where the gurus come from? Where pagan religions and all of these things. Why do you think poverty reigns supreme there? Because they don't have the gospel. They don't have the good news. 
When you hear the gospel that Jesus and Paul preached, you realize that God wants you to have sufficient to meet your need and be able to give to others. He don't want you going through life just struggling to barely get along the street. Somebody said, Jesus, I've heard them teach it. Well, you know, Jesus didn't have anything when he's here, and we're supposed to be like him. Well, you're going to get crucified then. (laughs) You're going to get beat with straps on your back. No, Jesus became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich. Now, the word rich doesn't mean everybody's going to have a million dollars. It means to have abundance. The same abundance Jesus is talking about. I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now let me show you what he's talking about here. Galatians 3.13 said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Go back and study Abraham's life and see how blessed he was. God made him rich. The devil didn't do it. The world didn't do it. God made him rich. You know why? Because he served God and he kept his word. God showed him some things. Christ suffered the curse of the law. The curse of the law was threefold. Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Jesus suffered them so you wouldn't have to. Now, see, it's a fallacy when we say, well, we've got to suffer what Jesus suffered. Oh, no, he suffered it so we wouldn't have to. Now, there may be some things that we might suffer. We might suffer persecution. The Bible says you live godly, you will suffer persecution. But don't go around believing for it. <laughs> Some people go around just doing foolish things to get persecuted. But now you see, the gospel is the power of God. When you learn that Jesus suffered these things, so you might have abundance. He became poor, Paul says. He was rich. He was with God in heaven, with all the riches of heaven. He became poverty-stricken on this planet Earth for one reason, so that he would bear your poverty so you would not have to. Then he bore your sins so you wouldn't have to bear the results of that sin. And he bore your sickness so you wouldn't have to. You still can, but you don't have to. People say, well, now, Brother Caps, if it was true, we were redeemed from the curse of the law. And one of the curses of the law was sickness. Then nobody would ever get sick again. Oh, is that right? Well, now, let's just check that out. Did he redeem us from sin? Yes, he redeemed us from sin. Glory to God. Well, nobody could ever sin anymore then. See, we blew holes in that one right away, didn't we? <laughs> you see what I'm talking about when I say when you get indoctrinated, you quit thinking? There's a lot of people think that way. Well, if it was God's will, then I'd be rich if it was God's will for me to be rich. Oh, no, it's God's will for everybody to be saved, but everybody's not saved, are they? Can you see that? Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed as we've talked about the gospel of the kingdom. You know, in Romans, the first chapter, the Apostle Paul makes this statement in the 16th verse, says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. 
For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You know, the word of God is good news. It's amazing to me that I hear some people sometimes on radio and television taking the good news and making bad news out of it. It's amazing. You'll hear people talk about healing scriptures and tell you that healing passed away, that it did not come into this dispensation, that it went away with the apostles and prophets. But now, you know, the Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, healing is still available today. Good news of the gospel. That's what gospel means, is good news. I've heard people talk about the prosperity scriptures, you know, and they'll preach poverty from it. The Bible says, rightly divide. Paul said to Timothy, rightly divide the word of truth. It's important that we do that. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I'll remind you that all of this week, we have CD offer number 7245. It's called Faith for Kingdom Provisions. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Did you know that all of Israel was employed one day? The next day they were totally unemployed and they never missed a meal. And sometimes people get laid off and they just come apart, you know. Well, we need to know that there are kingdom provisions. We have a toll-free order line, one 396 9400 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.